Well, good morning, church family. Uh, here it is uh, midweek once again. Uh, today is uh, uh, Wednesday, September the 16th of 2020. And we're going to uh, finish out uh, part two here of Sexton uh, Zayin, uh, uh, Psalm 119, 49 to 56. So let's open up in a word of prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for this new day and thank you for uh, being able to open up your word together. May it uh, mold and shape each and every one of us. Uh, may it give us strength for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let me go ahead and read uh, the section here in its entirety again for our context and to remember uh, what we spoke of last week, and, and we'll finish out this section. It says, Remember your word to your servant, in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, that you prom your promise gives me life. The insolent utterly deride me, but I do not turn away from your law. When I think of your rules from of old, I take comfort, O Lord. Hot indignation seizes me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my rejoicing, or of my sojourning. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and keep your law. This blessing has fallen to me that I have kept your precepts. So let's go ahead and jump right in uh, to verse 52. Uh, and I think it's an interesting verse because I think it's something that uh, even in our current day culture we need to consider uh, a little bit more uh, seriously. Because he says, when I think of your rules from of old, I take comfort, O Lord. Uh, you know, we, we live in a culture right now that is seeking to uh, write off or to erase the past. Uh, and, I, you know, when we think about the Word of God, when we think about our eternal God, uh, one of those things uh, that we, we see even in our current culture is uh, the Bible is not immune to these attacks. Uh, people for generations and, and even in our modern day generation have, uh, you know, you made comment about the Bible being an irrelevant book. Um, some say, I'm glad to see the church is catching up with the times. Uh, or uh, the culture has evolved and therefore we must lay aside much of what the Bible speaks uh, to concerning and then a particular subject. Uh, and so again, man speaking in, in the foolishness of his mind and his heart uh, in relation to things that are eternal and come from the God who is eternal. Uh, you know, and so as we look at the psalmist, he has different convictions. I think they are convictions that we as believers even today need to embrace and to hold uh, fast to. He says, when I think of your rules from of old, I take comfort, O Lord. See, God and his word uh, need not change because God and his word are eternal. Uh, that's not something that we uh, should ever take for granted. And it should be a great comfort. And as the psalmist has said in, in, in previous verses, that it's a, a hope to him. Uh, because he knows he can trust it. Uh, we, we don't need to look at the Bible and think, well, I don't know if this is something that uh, is for today. Um, everything in the Word of God is for every day. Um, God did right in the past. He will do right in the present as well as in the future. Uh, and that is something that we can grab hold of and, and champion and, and speak out with, with boldness, knowing that God's Word is eternal. Listen to what Charles Spurgeon said. He says, When we see no present display of divine power, it is wise to fall back upon the records of former ages, since uh, they are just as available as if the transactions were of yesterday, seeing the Lord is always the same. That's what we need to embrace today, particularly in our culture that uh, seeks to counsel us out uh, because we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and have a God who is real. 
uh, a God to whom everyone must give an account. Well, moving on to verse 53, uh, the psalmist shows a little bit of his uh, righteous uh, anger here because he says, Hot indignation uh, seizes me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Um, this is, can be translated a, a burning heat um, has taken hold of the psalmist um, and is directed at those who do not honor or acknowledge the word of God. Uh, and really, as we look at, at our, our culture today, uh, there should be a sense in which we have uh, a hot indignation for those who do not honor and acknowledge God's word or God himself. Um, uh, he says that those that, um, or he has hot indignation seizes me because of the wicked. Uh, well, the wicked are those who do morally wrong. Are there people that do morally wrong in our world today? Yes, there are. Uh, and so there's nothing wrong with us uh, seeing things through God's lens, not becoming angry uh, but uh, in a wrong way, but having a righteous anger because God is being wronged. Everyone who loves God and his word should feel this way when people openly rebel against God and his word. Um, and we, we know what this looks like. We know what the wicked look like. Uh, Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 remind us. Uh, if we did not already see it in the world in which we live. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, decision, uh, divisions, uh, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And see, these are the things that the, the world represent. This is the things that the world desires, the things that the world loves, which are contrary to the word of God, which are contrary to God himself. And therefore, the psalmist is uh, been taken hold of by a burning heat uh, because he wants to see God lifted up and honored and glorified. Verse 54 says, Your uh, statutes have been my songs in the house of my sojourning. I like this because you know we, we realize just how important music and song is in our culture, uh, going all the way back uh, uh, to Old Testament times. But even thinking uh, New Testament times in Acts chapter 16, verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were not grumbling and complaining and wishing they weren't in prison. They were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. So... Again, this is a matter of focus. This is a matter of realizing uh, who your God is. Uh, to remember what the words of uh, the great hymn, A Mighty Fortress, is our God say. Uh, a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great and armed with cruel hate on earth is not his equal. Did we in our own strength confide, our striving would be losing. Were not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Uh, does that ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Sabaoth, his name from age to age the same, and he must win the battle. And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God hath willed 
his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. The spirit and the gifts are ours through him who with us sideth. Let good and kindreds go, this mortal life also, the body they may kill, God's truth abideth still, his kingdom is forever. See, your statutes have been my songs in the house of my sojourning. That psalm, or this hymn gives great testimony to the fact that God's truth will always abide. God's truth is always pertinent. God's truth is always applicable, uh, no matter what the age is, because the battle is really still the same. Because our foe is the same, sin is the same, uh, we're just another generation experiencing uh, the results of what happened um, at the very beginning, at the fall, as Adam and Eve chose to disobey God. Then finally, verses 55 and 56 I've put together as they conclude out this section. It says, I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and keep your law. This blessing has fallen to me that I have kept your precepts. Do you realize that it's at night uh, when evil lurks and seeks its prey? Uh, when uh, people decide to destroy things or to break things open or to steal, uh, uh, they do so under the cover of night. Uh, most often because that, they, uh, that is advantageous to them uh, to not get caught uh, because they know they're breaking the law in doing so. Uh, John 3, 19 through 20 says, And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest their deeds should be exposed. See, just as the scripture truth here in, in John chapter 3 makes it clear in relation to our deeds and what the light does in revealing the darkness and showing uh, us for who we truly are uh, is exactly uh, one of the reasons why we should remember and have comfort in, in, in remembering God in the night. It is a comfort for the psalmist to know that God's word is a, a light guarding him, chasing out all that fear. And he says, this blessing has fallen to me. Uh, what is this blessing that has fallen on the psalmist? Well, it's the, the, the blessing of what we find in this section, the blessing of reassurance, the blessing of comfort, the blessing of boldness uh, to, to speak the truth even to those who ridicule, uh, the blessing of strength, the blessing of song. And that comes from the living word of God doing its great work in the believer's life. And notice that it's personal. He says, this blessing has fallen to who? To me. Uh, and that's one of the things that we, we need to personalize to embrace as believers in Jesus Christ is to realize that, uh, you know, God the Father is our God, that he is, uh, has a personal relationship with me. And finally, the word, he says, I have kept your precepts. Well, precepts, if you remember back to our first time together, are, are particular instructions that he chooses to keep. Um, so showing that he's being an obedient servant that he is not going contrary to the word of God. Instead, he is living it. Uh, it is part of who he is. 
he, he rings true what it says in James chapter 1, verses 22 and following, that, uh, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And that's where the psalmist is. This blessing that has fallen upon him, uh, that he has joy in keeping God's precepts, that God's word transforms him, that God's word is worth being obedient to. Let's close in a word of prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for these truths today. We thank you for the song that you've given us through your word, uh, for your word to ring true in our, in our, our hearts and our minds, that it can speak to even the, the woes and the ills of this world even today. And Lord, I pray that each one of us would champion your truth, that each one of us would have a, a hot indignation towards those who uh, do not keep your truth, that ignore your truth or suppress the truth in unrighteousness because we want to see you lifted up. We want to see you glorified as God Almighty uh, because that's who you are. And Lord, I, I pray for each one of our church family today. Give them uh, the ability to embrace these truths today and give them a, a strength and a boldness and a comfort and a song today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you, church family, and have a great remainder of your week.